Welcome, and thanks for checking out the Living Word Family Church Sermon Podcast. Before we get to the message, we'd like to invite you to check out Living Word Family Church if you don't already have a church home. For more information, you can check out our website at livingwordfamily.org. Well, welcome to Wednesday night, everyone. Glad you're here. Glad you're tuning in. And uh, I've prayed and trust that you're still praying for our nation, praying for our president, praying for those in authority, as the Bible tells us to do. And don't give up. Ever give up. Amen? Amen. <clears throat> Tonight, I'm going to kind of, well, in a fashion, I'm going to kind of wing it. I'm going to be talking about uh, how we came to be a part of this church, uh, Living Word Family Church. Uh, January 4th, which was Monday, uh, would have been the 40th year of our first service at Living Word. And uh, I'm going to give a little bit of my testimony because some of you may have never heard it. We used to do a lot of that at men's um, breakfast and ladies' TLC and different things. People got to hear testimonies, but a lot of times they don't hear much of that anymore. And uh, so I'm just going to bring you up a little bit about how I got saved and, uh, and then how we got hooked up with uh, Living Word. So anyway, back in 1976, I was, I was raised in, in a Christian home and uh, my mom and dad were both born again and they loved the Lord and, and my sister got saved at an early age, but uh, I, I was kind of the black sheep. I waited until I was 29 years old. I always tell people I was more foolish than most because I had heard about Jesus all my life and I'd really heard about heaven and heard about hell and uh, so why I waited so long I don't know I guess I just wanted to do my own thing if you know what I mean so Sandy and I've been married a couple years and <clears throat> and uh, we're expecting our first baby and Allison and and uh, it was uh, early 1976 and I was down at a hotel in, in central Illinois I was working for the railroad then Illinois Central and I was in a hotel, and, and uh, I always tell people I was, after having a, a few adult beverages, there was nothing adult about the beverages. They used to make me about half sick <laughs> drinking beer and things, but had a few beers and went up to my room, and uh, it was an old broken down hotel room, and uh, had, a, had a black and white TV in there, and I happened to turn it on. It was about, I still remember, it was about quarter till 10, and uh, it was in like long about uh, uh, April. I, I was thinking of about April and, and I turned it on and then it was the last 15 to, 10 to 15 minutes of Billy Graham. And they're singing, he's given the altar call and they're singing just as I am without, without one plea, you know, come as you are in other words. And uh, I don't know, I felt the conviction of the Lord. I'd felt the conviction of the Lord before, but I'd never, he did the call. <clears throat> so I knelt down on my, by my bed and I said, Lord, I just need you in my life. You know, sometimes you, it, it isn't how you say, what you say, it's, it's your heart condition. I was ready. And so anyway, I w was born again that night. And so after Allison was born, I'm still working on the railroad and Sandy's mom, uh, Sandy came out of a traditional church in Cincinnati and and her mom began to talk to her about, hey, you guys need to get into a church. And uh, so we, we landed in the local Methodist church down here. And it worked for me because, hey, I'm working all the time and I wasn't thinking too much about it. But we, we got to go into the Methodist church and, 
Sandy dedicated her life to the Lord in, in the Methodist Church. We had a guy named Carl Henry. He was the pastor then, and every once in a while he'd give an altar call, which, which we were so glad he did. But in, in, in that course of time, we got, went to the, what they call the New Seekers Sunday School class, and it was made up of, well, there was uh, the Beatys and, and the uh, McGays were in there, and uh, uh, Dunkmans, Richard and Norma Dunkman, and, and, and Pastor Larry and Pam. They were part of that also. And then there was the local uh, dentist, uh, Tex Rudnick and his wife Sue, and a couple others. Merle Metz was there and, and came in that group for a while. And uh, so that, that was the start of it. Well, Pastor Larry and, and, uh, and that group, most of that group had got turned on to the full gospel message. And they were having a tape club and, and uh, they, I, it, he could tell you more about it, but they would go bowling and then they got to be listening to tapes, Brother uh, Kenneth Copeland, and I think they ended up with Brother Hagen. I'm not sure all about that. I wasn't a part of that, but... Uh, sometime later, not too long after that, they got called to go to Ramah, and uh, certainly glad they did that. And uh, uh, Pastor Larry and, and Pam, I want to thank them both for uh, heeding the call. Uh, pastor Larry's been a, a friend, a mentor, and certainly a pastor, and uh, so it, it was just a blessing to us. But at the time, after they left, Richard Dunkman uh, on Sunday nights would have a a prayer meeting over there. They let us use one of the rooms there at the church, and we were having prayer meetings, and and uh, we were we were growing together. There were some other people who came in. Tom and Hope Radliff were a part of that for a while, and, and and ended up being a part of the church. So that was good. So then, along about nineteen, I think it was nineteen eighty, they came back seventy nine. I think Pastor Larry graduated in seventy nine. I'm not sure. I can't remember all that, but. And came back in, in 1980. They began to hold um, Bible or uh, uh, Bible studies in their home in different places. And uh, I remember, <laughs> I remember getting filled with the Holy Spirit in in their living room in 1980. And it became r very real to me. And I went home, and I remember Sandy says there was a change in me. And it wasn't long after that she just knelt down and received the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Well, we, we've continued on that way for quite some time, and, and uh, along that time, I was still working for the railroad, and, and, uh, but I couldn't, it was, there was a hunger. There was a hunger in, in the people that were attending those Bible uh, studies. There was a hunger in my heart, and I know in Sandy's heart, and uh, we continued on like that for a while, and then Pastor Larry, they, they, they said, well, we're going to start a church. Uh, and they looked all over, kind of all over the local community to find a building. And uh, back in those days, uh, we couldn't hardly find anywhere to meet. But Ken Beatty uh, found a place over in Ogden, the old high school, Ogden High School building. And uh, it, uh, it had, we rented a room for, uh, first of all, uh, we rent, actually we rented the whole gym, but we, we would have just a little part of that building and uh, when it first started, and and we would go have to go every Sunday early. We had uh, setup crews, and of course we got to know a lot of people that way. Or some of the guys on that crew, there'd be three or four guys, and we'd have to store everything in a little closet off the stage. And uh, we'd go over there and set chairs up and move the piano out. And 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 uh, Cheryl was our first uh, 
first, well, Pam actually was the first one. She was played the auto harp and we used to sing. And, uh, but she, Cheryl goes all the way back 40 years playing that piano. <clears throat> but you'll hear more about that if you listen, tune in on Sunday with Pastor Larry. He's going to talk a little bit on Sunday and I'm so thankful he's going to do that. And, uh, but we, we started renting that baby, uh, uh, gym where we set up for, I think it was $50, a, I want to say a week or a month, and ended up, we ended up with the whole building. There was an architect in there, there was a daycare in there, I think there was a beauty shop at one time, and, and using all the rooms, some of the rooms in that building. And uh, so we, we uh, basically took over the whole building by the time we were done, but uh, we'd have to go in there and <laughs> add an old boiler, you'd have to crank it up to get the heat on and the roof leaked a lot of times we'd have to work on uh, get up on the roof and tar the roof and work on the roof and di different things but I'm telling you in those days there was such a hunger and a thirst for God I don't know if you listen I don't know if you've been there I don't know if you've ever had that kind of hunger but let's taste and see that the Lord is good and we were tasting and seeing we were going at those, in those days, full gospel businessmen was really going full tilt. In fact, that's Pastor Larry and, and Pam got going, got to go into those early on. That's how they got turned on to the, the, the word of faith and the, the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, and there were others, the McGays and, and then the Beatties and so forth. And it ended up being uh, something we did for quite a while. I remember traveling over to Indianapolis to see Kenneth Copeland and we'd have, they'd have big meetings over there and we'd go to uh, Decatur for the full gospel meetings and saw all sorts of different people. Jerry Seville came in over there. Uh, Dr. Lester Summerall was over there. We saw all sorts of people come and, and, and preach and give their testimonies. They used to fill out that, there was a, a hotel over there, a Holiday Inn on the uh, west side over there. And it was a big, big place, like a convention Holiday Inn. And, and they would fill that place up. We had some great times in there, but uh, that was part of it then. And then we were having a, a Bible study and, and care group, and what you would call care group. And uh, then in 1980, Ken Beatty had found this place. He said, "Let's. There's a place in Ogden. Let's get get over there." And in 1980, that first Sunday in 1980, on the on the stage, we didn't have enough people coming. <laughs> We had a, a few people that were already hooked in, and uh, we we got to uh, that first Sunday. I, I I don't know the exact figure, maybe 35, 40 people, maybe even a little more, a few more than that. But the following Sunday, some of those people didn't hadn't come back. Well, we went uh, for a long time like that. We were on the stage for a while, and then I can't remember Kelly Kelly and Emma Bloom were a part of that. They began to come and. And uh, I can't remember all the different uh, times that people began to come, uh, uh, you know, that started fitting in. But there was a, a man, uh, uh, Norman Williams. He was in a plane crash in, in 1976 in Antibia, uh, and, and one of the islands, the Canary Islands. And, and he was one of the, there were 500 and some people died and two planes came together. And he, he had been a, a, a Christian and he had left on business trip and went there and his mother and, and his sister and her brother and the brother-in-law, uh, she woke up about three o'clock one morning and says, we need to pray for Norman. And of course, they, they didn't know what was going on, so they prayed in the spirit. Well, 
he got translated basically, he got out of that. There were far fireballs that came down in that plane and, and uh, people all around him were, didn't make it. And he got, uh, got out of that plane up to an opening in the, in the very above him got when the crash came. Well, he was going around giving his testimony and he came and uh, gave his testimony. Uh, he had been at full gospel on a Saturday night and a lot of times when those guys would come in and be over to Century 21, uh, over to, uh, usually upstairs, downstairs of Century 21, and uh, they would come in and then somebody would work out where they could have a meeting on Sunday at a church. And so they got it worked out where they would, he would come in and, and, uh, and to give his testimony and talk to us and, on a Sunday morning. Well, we, we couldn't get on, we had to get off onto the floor to do that because there was a lot more people there that day. I don't know if there's 150, 180 people maybe showed up that day. I can't remember the number, but a lot of people came just to hear him. And so we had to be on the floor of that gym. So after that happened, I remember, I think it might've been Kelly or somebody else said, hey, we just need to stay on the floor. Well, after we begin to stay on the floor, we begin to grow uh, considerably. And uh, people were hungry to come to hear what the word, the, the word of faith, what the Bible says, the truth. Amen. You, listen, it hasn't passed away, my friends, and we need to stir, stay stirred up about the truth. Uh, you know, it, Jesus said, what did he say in John 8, 31 and 32? If you continue my words, you're my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free or set you free. Amen? So we need to stay with the truth. We need to stay in the word. We call ourselves word of faith, then we need to be word of faith. That means in our heart and in our mouth. Amen? And we need to know what the word of God says. But anyway, so we stayed on the floor, and then... <clears throat> Uh, it wasn't, I, I can't remember the exact dates. Pastor Larry could fill you in all this. He remembers so much, but uh, Brother Hagen came in. They, after, they came in with the Ramah Singers and band. And uh, we had 1,100 people in that little gym over there. And it came a big, heavy rainstorm. We were gonna park people in, there was a, a, a ball diamond next to us in the parking lot, the ball diamond. And we we're gonna park people out there. Well, it got so, rained so much that it was muddy. So we had people with uh, vans hauling people back and forth. They were parking all over Ogden. There was cars parked everywhere. But Brother Hagen came in with the Raymond Singers and Band. And, that, and like I said, that was over 800 people uh, or 1,100 people. And then we had the Hunters, Happy Hunters came in, Charles and Francis Hunter. They had a healing ministry sometime later. And uh, they, there again, we had that gym, not quite as full as when, the, uh, when, past, uh, when uh, Brother Hagen was there, but certainly filled that gym up, good number. So we were going and growing, and, and uh, every Tuesday night, I'm thinking it's Tuesday night. Now, listen, friends, we don't give up on praying. We've been called <laughs> into the army of the Lord, and we all have a position to, to fill, and, but all of us are to be prayer, uh, prayer warriors and intercessors, amen? Amen. But we'd have uh, prayer meetings on Tuesday night, and we used one of the rooms, a fairly good-sized classroom is what it was, and uh, we'd fill that out. Uh, sometimes there'd be 50, 60 people in there, and, and uh, Pastor Larry would speak a little bit on prayer, if I remember right, and so would Pam. And uh, we had a, a, a really, really good time at growing in the Lord, and uh, there was such a uh, hunger there. But anyway, we, we continued on like that for a number of years. And then this building, uh, 
we, uh, I remember, you might have say, well, how did I get involved? Well, we were still, in, one night we were at the, in the basement of the Methodist Church, and uh, Pastor Larry came over and said to me, he said, uh, we're going to be starting a church, and he said, uh, are you guys, would you be with us? And I said, well, yeah, we were, we were already attending all the Bible studies and stuff. He says, I want you to be the head usher. And it doesn't sound like much when you only got... Uh, 35, 40 people that first week, but it grew and continually grew. Well, I, I, uh, I believed I was called to do that, but I wasn't called, uh, didn't know exactly what to do. So I began to read a lot about in some books by uh, ushers. Buddy Bell was a, was a guy named, uh, he, he ushered for, I believe, I don't know if it was the Copelands or who it was, but he wrote books on ushering and, and uh, Ministry of Helps and everything else. So I began to get involved in that. Well, along about that time, this, just uh, I'm gonna back up a little bit. Uh, I remember uh, Pastor Larry was uh, filling in up in, in Paxton before we started the church, before this church started. And uh, he said, we, were, we decided to drive up to Paxton, Sandy and I and, and the girls, uh, they were little and, and uh, go to the service up there. I don't know how big that church was. He was filling in. And uh, so we happened to go up there and he was going to preach. He got, we got there and he says, I was a little up nervous a, a little bit because here you guys came in and he was going to preach on the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And it was the exact thing he needed to preach on. We needed to hear that, you know, and, and that was before I'd received the Holy Ghost. And and uh, so it was, it was an exciting, exciting time. And, and Sandy certainly was on board with it too. So, and, and we're still grateful for that. But anyway, and, and some of you may know this story. Uh, eight, uh, in 1989, uh, we, came, we moved into this building. Now that was a big deal because uh, Pastor Larry, you talk about having a, uh, a time, the bond company went belly up and and uh, you know, and, and we had problems here at the church. We, excuse me, we had to finish a lot of the building ourselves. And Pastor Larry was down here. You talk about uh, <laughs> full-time jobs. He more than had a full-time job, but there were a whole lot of people that pitched in and, and, and uh, worked down here night and day and, and get this building ready to go. And so it's been a blessing, but I, I think about, we've had some great, great meetings here. We've had <laughs> a lot of people in, Pastor Hagen and, and the Rhema uh, Singers and Band have been here. He and Miss Lynette have been here. Uh, we've had different speakers over the years. We had a three-week revival one time. He may mention some of this. I don't know how much time he's gonna take. A three-week revival one time where we had one main speaker in for the whole time and then we'd have people come in, different people come in and speak. We had Jesse Duplantis here one, one night and he spoke and then we'd have, but through the week and then, uh, boy, I'll tell you what, now that was every night except I, I believe it was Saturday night we didn't have it. And uh, that was the only time, so for three weeks. But you know what? We all drew closer to the Lord. It was, it was hard on their flesh, but it was good for our spirits. And, and so we really had a time. But anyway, God has been so gracious and so good. 40 years. Can you imagine 40 years? That's a long time when you think about it. But you know, he has been so faithful. I think of a scripture over in Deuteronomy uh, 7, verse 9. Therefore, know that the Lord your God, he is God the faithful God who keeps covenant and mercy for thousand generations 
with those who love him and keep his commandments. How faithful God has been. He's faithful to Sandy and I, to our children, and, and he's faithful to our children's children. That's what I say, our grandchildren. And uh, he'll be faithful to every generation. I thank God for Pastor Larry and Pam. I thank God for uh, the people that we've seen over the years. I think about how many people, and I, I, you know, a lot of people have come, a lot of people have gone, but you know what? There have been a lot of people we've ministered to, that pastors ministered to, the Word of God has ministered to. People have been uh, set free, healed, delivered. I, I just thank God that he has been so faithful. One of the other scriptures I was thinking about was, love the Lord, all his saints, for the Lord preserves the faithful. You know what? They've been faithful, Pastor Larry and Pam. We, I consider myself faithful. Uh, we have a whole group of people that are still here that are faithful to God, faithful to this, this, uh, this uh, body of believers here. I hope, you're, I hope you find yourself faithful tonight. If you haven't been, get on board again. Amen? Stir yourself up. You know, I used to be accused of saying that was always the title of my messages. Well, Paul said it. So I can, and certainly if Paul said it, I feel privileged to be able to say it too. So we need to stir ourselves up in this day and this hour. Be on fire for the things of God. Because 40 years is, isn't anything as, as far as time goes to the, to the Lord, but, but it's, it's a long time for us. And we're, but I look at it as this is a foundation that's been set for generations to come if the Lord tarries, amen? That we might see more people. Let's, let's let uh, 2021 be such a great year of increase, a great year of uh, uh, seeing God move mightily in our midst. Let, let 2021 even <laughs> get back to where we were at the beginning, be the church of Acts, amen? Let's do justice to the church of Acts. Let's be filled with the spirit to overflowing. Let's be ones that go out and be soul winners and lead others to the kingdom. Amen? In 2021. But I, I just thank God for, for Pastor Larry and Pam. I say that over, but I do. I thank God for brothers and sisters I met and, and friends that we've met down through the years. Many of them have gone on. I feel privileged to be a part of, of, of being able to uh, be able to minister to some people, have some, you know, and, and help people along. That's what we're called to do is, uh, you know, is to be uh, people that will be kind one to another, tenderhearted, loving one another. That's what we should be. And I just wanted to throw some things out there today. There's a lot more things I could talk about of where we came from, but I just want you to know that I feel privileged to be a part of this ministry. I feel privileged to to, that, to, to be, have so many good friends and met so many dear people. And we're gonna see so many of them in heaven. I'm looking forward to that day. Not, I'm not hurrying off, but I'm looking forward to that day when I'm in heaven and, and see so many that have gone on before. There are many people that Pastor Larry used to say that contributed to building Living Word Family Church. And we certainly know that. But we're looking forward to this year and the years beyond. So I pray that you, uh, <laughs> We're, we're faithful to, to the things of God. Be charged and energized for 2021 because you, you have things and gifts in you that the body of Christ needs and the world certainly needs. So be, be faithful. Thank God for where you're at. Thank God that you're involved in a church that still preaches the gospel and preaches the truth and preaches the full gospel. And we, we see great things happen in 2021. Amen? Amen. Let's just pray. Father, we thank you. I thank you so much 
looking back over the years, I'm so blessed and thankful that we have been a part of this this ministry, this 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 group of people that have come. Some of them have gone, but we're still so thankful to be here after 40 years. What a blessing it has been. We we thank you and look forward to greater things in the future. We thank you for people that were faithful to the call, as the Millises were. We thank you that right now that uh, 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 we can still say we're a blessed people. And blessed people, what? Are a blessing to others. So we thank you tonight, and I pray for everyone in the sound of my voice would be stirred in their hearts to get hungry for the things of God, to finish their race strong, live long and live strong. That's what we should do, and testify to the glory of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, be blessed tonight. Certainly be good to be here with you, and uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. We hope that this message encouraged and equipped you in your walk with Christ. Make sure to follow us on Facebook or Instagram to stay updated with what's going on at Living Word Family Church. Have a great day.